Eagles Entertainment. On Wednesday, July 28th, head coach Nick Sirianni and general manager Howie Roseman spoke to the media at Eagles camp. Bob reunion tour right here. Oh, it's, it's good to be back. All right, why don't we just... Why don't we just do questions? Uh, Nick, before we get into the football stuff, the team's vaccination rate, where is it at and are you comfortable with how the players have responded to it? You got it. Uh, well, just from an administrative purpose, um, you know, we're really excited about where we are from a team perspective. We're over 90% of guys um, who have started the process, and um, all we're trying to do is educate them and try to give them the information. We understand it's a very personal decision, and um, they're doing a great job with it, as is, like, our medical team. Over 90% of the back guys are vaccinated. Is that... Yeah, over 90% of the guys have started the process and will be vaccinated at this time, and we continue to give information to the other guys. Just to clarify, I mean the, the actual roster, not just the staff, right? The, yes, yes. So how many is the, the staff is 100%? Well, you're not allowed to be here if, per league rules unless you're vaccinated, so yes. Well, how here. important is that as far I mean, obviously the guys who aren't vaccinated can't be and everything and can't, you know, once you're inside. How important is it to have a high rate there? You know, the, the thing we've done is, just like Howie just said, we've educated our guys on, on, the, on everything that has to do with it. We made the decision, obviously, it's up to them what, whether they do that, and then just everything we focus on from there is football, right? And this is kind of what, you know, last year with all this, with all this information, you had to deal with um, the COVID and the, and the restrictions and everything like that. And the best thing that we found out is educate, let everybody know um, what, what – what the rules are, everything like that, and then focus on what's going to win, win and lose your football games, and that's the technique, that's the fundamentals, that's the coming together, that's the competing, uh, the accountability, everything like that. Nick, what went into the decision to have everybody report on the same day, especially rookies or quarterbacks coming in earlier? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, we did meet with them um, for two days. Um, some of us have been on, I know in, in, in Indy, we had them come in two days early. Um, we talked about the, pro, the pros and the, the, the positives and the negatives of doing so. We felt like it kind of, we felt like some of the things is that it just put our rookies in a spot where they were, they were a little more tired for, the, for, for a couple weeks. It, it took them some time to catch up and get their bodies catch up. And we didn't want to put anybody at a disadvantage. That's a great question, but that's the why behind why we, di we didn't do it. But a lot mentally went into it. Um, again, like I said, quarterbacks and rookies had uh, meetings um, but just necessarily weren't on the field. Howie, did it take anything extra to get Zach here on time? And what do you envision is going to play out over the next six weeks in terms of his uh, being on the roster by the start of the season? Yeah, I kind of go back to what I said when we started this offseason. You know, we have a tremendous opinion about Zach as a player, um, as a person. Um, all he wants to do is play football, and he knows what kind of player he is. And I think, you know, when we look at last year, it, it was embarrassing for this organization and this team. And you know, a lot of us ha have a, a chip on our shoulder, and um, when you talk about Zach, um, it doesn't take a lot to get him here. He cares so much about this team and this city, and, um, you know, just really good to see him out there. Yeah, I think when you talk about the, the guys that are here um, and the kind of player that he is, and, and you think about our skill position group, young skill position group, and, and having a, a Pro Bowl player like that on your roster, um, who players can learn from, uh, it's huge. It's huge for us. And so, you know, I think that, uh, again, just really excited to have him here and being out there today is, is huge for our football team, you know, as we get started. Now, we have a player like Zach who has, has some uh, history with the team that is well noted. How do you go about 
making sure that situation is stable going into training camp? You know, it, like we just want to get him out here and and see what he can do in person, right? I've seen plenty of tape on Zach um, and everything that he's done, and he, he's been such a good player in this league for so long. So, um, but we just are getting him here in person, seeing what he can do, and seeing how we can use we can use him. Um, you know, that's our job as coaches to figure out how we can use each player and what we can do. Um, to, to take advantage of their, their abilities. And Zach's no different. Uh, so that's what we're doing right now is seeing what we can do with him. Um, again, there's a lot of tape on him that, that suggests what we can do. And now it's just being out here, coaching it, and seeing what we can do in person. Does Zach's presence box you in to play more 12 personnel? No, I think Zach's presence makes you more multiple of what you can do, right? You have, 11 pers- you have your 11 personnel things. Now the defense has to prepare for all your 11 stuff. You have, you have your 21 speed stuff that, that the defense has to par- prepare for because you have these different, the, these different pieces. Then they have to pair for the 12 stuff. There might be a, they might be, you might be running similar things out of each one of these sets, but out of different formations, out of different personnel groups, it looks completely different to the defense. So it, what we always talk about is who, if we are an 11, right? because I think that's where you might be going, if we are an 11, who does things better? Who's better at this route? Who's better at this route? And it's a blend. It's always been that way. In fact, teams that I've been on have always had good, two good tight ends, and it was always a blend of how you use them and what you use them as. And then just that multiple multiplicity of being able to use 12 personnel and, and be dangerous there. Yeah, it's, it's different between, hey, it's 12 personnel because we got two tight ends and 12 personnel because we got two tight ends, <laughs> right, that can roll. And so – it just puts a ton of stress on the defense. Yeah, as far as Jalen Hurts goes, does he um, between guys in the first team uh, and positions in competition? Will we see Joe Flacco as the first team quarterback at some point? Well, right now, you know that right now we're Jalen's in with the ones, and he's working with the ones, and he's earned that um, because he's worked his butt off, and he and you know we're hoping that he takes the reins and and rolls with it and and continues to just get good reps with the ones. See growth from Jalen, and are you working with his mechanics at all? <laughs> hey, buddy. Um, the growth we want to see is just that acceleration in the offense, right? It's just getting better um, and more reps at the offense. This is the first time we've had 11 on 11 team period, right? So these are some of the first times he's run these plays. Now, maybe he's run a version of these plays, but there's some plays that he's never run before. So it's net and that. We can't get enough of that, whether that's in the film room, whether that's on the, on the field. He's just got to continue to take these reps. And I, I'm so confident in Jalen. Is, he is a, he's a gym rat. He's just thinking about football all the time. That's what I love about him. And so he's going to use those mental reps, that's for sure. We just got to get him more reps out here on the field. I don't mess a lot with a, a, a quarterback's – there's a couple things I talk about with quarterback finish, right? And it's just about finish. But the way they throw it, the way they're going to th- keep throwing it that way. It, it's, it takes a long time before you can switch anything there. And I don't perceive him to have any issues up top. What we do with a quarterback is work of their feet. How do their feet correlate with the play? All right? This is the drop with the play. This will, the drop will tell you when the ball should be out as you read the defense. So we're, we're as far as fundamentals, with his feet, we're obsessed with it. And that's what we're doing. But that, again, comes into – you know, the reps on the field. He's got to get his feet in sync with each play, and that's what we're working on, being out in the field and in the meeting room and individual. As far as Jalen Hurts goes, as far as Jalen Hurts goes, this is kind of viewed as a prove-it year for him. I mean, are there any tangible benchmarks that you want to see him reach to say, yeah, he's our guy going forward into 2022? 
Well, I think first at the quarterback position, you want to make sure you're doing everything possible to have that room successful. And so that starts up front. And when we look at our team this year and talk about what we're really excited about, it starts with the O-line. You know, I'm obviously part of our lack of success last year was the O-line and the injuries that they have. We have a lot of resources at that position. It's really important to us as we build our team. And you see it today, you know, having Brandon out there with Lane on the right side. I mean, that's huge. And so if we could start with the offensive line and make sure that those guys are playing at a really high level, that's going to help everyone in the quarterback room. And then from there, talking about the skill position group. And so most of these guys, the receiver group, the running back group, besides Zach, the tight end group, those are young guys, you know. And so they get a chance to grow and build together. But it starts with the offensive line and making sure that we're looking ourselves in the mirror and saying, can we fairly evaluate the quarterbacks because of who's protecting them and the weapons they have around them? Having said that, what's your level of confidence in Jalen right now? Well, obviously, when we did a lot of work on Jalen coming out, we drafted him in the second round. And then you look at what he's done. We talk a lot of times about the jump from year one to year two. And this guy has done everything possible to put himself into a successful position with his work ethic, with his studying habits, with his leadership. And so I think for us, like, like Coach said, we're looking for him to grab the reins and go and follow him as it goes. Now that all comes out here as we start practice and as we start the preseason and training done, camp. Have you done homework on other quarterbacks who might be available? Have we done homework on quarterbacks who may be available? I mean, we have a short list. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, how, how extensively have you looked into those options? Well, I think our job is to always evaluate every option at every position. I mean, we're always constantly doing that and looking about what's going on in the league. And um, we do that before the draft. We look at next year's draft classes at every position and try to figure out the strengths and weaknesses. So, you know, that's what we're doing during this time period. We're watching tape on guys. We're looking at guys. Um, and we're making sure that, you know, we're ready, one, in case of injury, and also for any position that <coughs> trades become available, you know, being ready for that. I'm obviously not going to talk about anyone who's property of another team. Um, you mentioned uh, we'll go, okay. uh, you got Stephen Nelson late in the process. How did that come together? How long was he on your radar? Uh, how did you like that up? Yeah, I mean, Steve became on our radar right when uh, he was let go from the Steelers. And um, a, lo a lot of respect for him and, and who he is as a person and as a player. I mean, this guy is incredibly competitive and tough and instinctive. And um, I think this is another guy who sits there and goes like, you know, why aren't I recognized as the kind of player that I am? I want to be recognized as the kind of player I am. I know that there's going to be a lot of attention on who's playing opposite Darius and I, I embrace that and um, I think as you got closer to camp you know some of it kind of goes he really kind of figured out where he wanted to be and why he wanted to be there and you can never have enough corners in this league I mean we saw it last year again another position that you know we had starting guys that we got off the street so I'm excited to have him here and uh, be part of this team. A few minutes ago, Howie talked about you know what happened last year, and it was embarrassing. And you're brought in, the team's kind of in this transition, but I'm sure you expect come week one to win. What are your expectations for this team as it is kind of in the transition? It is your first year. You're trying to see if Jalen Hurts can be the franchise player. My message to the team is very clear. We attack every day. It's a climb, and we're attacking every day. And not only, and we like to even break it down further than that. We're not only attacking every day. We're attacking the the little parts of that day, right? So we're the players right now are attacking rest. And the coaches, when we're done here, I'm going to go up with the offensive staff and we're going to watch the tape, and we're going to attack the crap out of that, about, out of the film. And then we're going to attack the meeting room, 
right? And then we're going to attack the walkthrough, and then we're going to attack the meeting room again. And it's just, it really is just a climb, and, it's, and just trying to get a little bit better each day. Because we know if you can do that, the gains that you can make, this, I mean, and what I'm saying to you is no different than the message I'm saying to the team. The gains that you can make when you go in and think about each and every, every day that you're going to work and each and every period you're going to work, our, your gains can be huge. And so that's all our goal is, is just to try to get better, a little bit better each, with each thing that we're doing. And so the gains, by the time we get to that first game, we're ready to roll. Do you have a win total in your mind that would say, hey, this is going to be successful for me? This is going to make me I don't think that's a – yeah. Yeah, 17 would be good. No, but that – you know, again – when you follow the process of what of what I'm talking about, that that takes care of itself. You see, and, and that's a great question because you see every year that a team starts one and three and they make the playoffs, and you see every year that that team starts three and one and they fall off. Why is that? In my experience, and what I've been around with good teams is because they they either stick to the process and they overcome the bad start or whatever it is, or a law in the season or whatever it is, the adversity. Or they don't stick to the process and they fall off. And, and so, and that's what we're trying to do. It's just every single day work at those five core values of getting better at those because we know that will take care you of ourselves. Your first year in Indy. Yeah, right? well, yeah, we did. We had that our first year in Indy. We started off one and five. We came up uh, to Philadelphia. We got our butts kicked, and we ended up railing off nine out of ten. And that was a great example from Frank Reich to me of, hey, Frank, you got the whole organization. Like, what are we gonna do, Coach? We're looking at you. What are we gonna do? And he said, I'm doubling down. Right? I'm doubling down. This is the process that we believe in. This is what we're going to do. This is, the, this is the common denominator of good teams. We're going to stick to that. We're going to double down, and we're going to go. Are McLeod and Dickerson Chris, Chris, Chris. Real quick, just can you describe yeah. the atmosphere today? First time in front of fans, pretty much in over a year. Just what was it like for the first training camp practice? Yeah, that was, that was nice to have the fans back out, especially for training camp. It just it felt like training camp again, mm -hmm. right, instead of just – you know, you just being there yourself. Now, it's important as a team that you don't care who's in the stands, right? You don't care if you're practicing on the parking lot, if you're practicing on the playground, if you're practicing on these fields, if there's 100,000 people there, it doesn't matter. Again, it's that same process. But um, it was cool to have them out there. I think that everyone kind of got kind of got going and, and felt that out there from them. And, and Chris, like, uh, let, let's be honest, like, not having fans last year was a different experience. And when teams come in and you hear this from – all the people we talk to on different teams, people don't want to come into the stadium. People don't want to come to Philly because they know it's going to be a hard day's work with our fans and that environment that we have over there. And so it's exciting to think about getting that back and how much this city and our fans are part of this team. That's a big thing that we're looking forward to having back. Hey, guys, I got a question. Are McLeod and Dickerson on pace to be back by week one? And is Isaac's injury one that could stretch into the season? I think that's something we just take day, day by day. Um, not going to give a timetable on any injury. I think that puts unfair pressure on, on everybody involved there. Um, again, they just have to attack that rehab. Like, we're attacking the practice field right now. They're getting the mental reps mentally. There's no doubt they'll be ready. And we'll just see how their bodies react. We saw a lot of 2019-2020 draft picks running with the ones today. Uh, I guess for various reasons, but how do you see that? Is, that? is that something you want to give those guys the opportunity to win those jobs, or do you feel like they've earned it at this point? Yeah, I think uh, when you're going through training camp and we discuss this, at the end of the day, you want to see as many reps as possible so you're making the right decisions before you start the season. And 
Um, you know, our goal is to put together the best roster we possibly can, and where they come from isn't as important as putting together the best possible team. And so, you know, we never want to lose credibility by putting guys out there that aren't ready to play just because of their draft status or their free agent status. And all because coach can't talk about competition on the team and then they're watching the tape, too, and they're going to see the results. Now, I think what you'll see from the coaches, what they describe to, to us as a personnel staff, as a front office staff, is that there are going to be a lot of combinations of guys. So don't read too much into what's going on now as opposed to we got a month here to prepare for the season and to make sure we got the right guys in the right spots. All right, you got John in the back. we got two more questions. Time for two more. Nick, you're day one of practice, seeing red zone heavy, certainly Josh. Is there a message behind that? Is there? A- no, it, it's just, it's just. you know, last year we had some things that we, we got to go through to, to see the health of the team. We have, I, we, we have some guys here, you know, with our strength staff and our training staff led by Tom, Dr. Arsh, and Ted Rath that, you know, they're the experts at, you know, how we ease guys into things. And I don't want to say ease into it because we were, we were rolling down there. I mean, you saw how, <laughs> how we were going. But, you know, just to make sure the health of the team, like of, uh, the ability, availability is the best ability, right? So we just need to make sure that we're doing the right things to keep the team healthy. That's the why behind why we start in the red zone. So we weren't pulling up and, and throwing goal balls and, 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 trying, and pulling muscles there. So we, we're just doing what we're – we're just taking the information – um, and the, the education that we're, we're getting there and, make, and, and how we are trying to make the best decisions based, uh, for, as possible to keep our team healthy. Back in the tent, back in the tent. Hey, yeah, Nick, do you have a timetable in mind for when you'd, name, you'd like to name the starting quarterback by? Is it truly an open competition? And is there a chance, barring injury, that Jalen Hurts could not get his start? Um, we, we play Atlanta, so we got to be ready by Atlanta to have all those, all the, the ones named and all the twos named. So no, no. Nothing in mind of as far as when we got to make these decisions. They'll play out. They'll play out as we go, right, with these practices. Like, it's just great to get out there and practice. We're going to be able to go in there and make the corrections and, make, and, and praise the things that went well and, you know, and set the standard so they can see it. Um, so, again, those will play out. Just really excited to work with Jalen and Joe and Nick. I think a lot of teams in this league would be thrilled to have that quarterback uh, – that that quarterback room that we have with the veteran leadership and then the playing experience that the guys have. So no timetable, just really excited to work with the guys. We'll go Tim in the front row, maybe have one time for one more. Howie, uh, following up on the quarterbacks, there's been, you guys have been linked to one specific quarterback um, pretty consistently. It's leaving some uncertainty, at least in the public view, as to where Jalen's standing is on the team, whether you guys are going in a different direction. I know that you can't talk about a specific player on another team, but can you address uh, kind of Jalen's standing and, and exactly how you guys are operating in respect to uh, looking at quarterbacks? Well, I think we talked about Jalen and how he's done everything possible off the field and during the spring practices to take the reins. And we want to see him do that. You know, I think this is a big year for any player who goes from year one to year two. And so we're excited to see that and see his growth and working with the ones um, and hopefully that happens. And I think that, you know, one of the things that I, I always find kind of funny is that whenever there's a name bandied about, the Eagles are kind of associated with that, you know. And, and I understand um, because we, we have more draft picks, high draft picks going forward, that that's probably going to be continual as players become available. But, you know, we draft these guys for a reason. We're really excited about the development of them and um, excited to start practice here. Last one, Mark. Hey, uh, Nick, you guys, obviously with Steven Nelson and, and Zach Ertz is still here and everything and all the other veterans, how much of a presence does that help 
Yeah, absolutely. I don't think like we're gonna talk. To, I'm gonna talk to the team tonight about the importance of studying tape and how and and how to kind of take the tape, make the corrections, and not make the mistake again. And and so we're gonna have a long talk about that tonight. And one of the the second point of what we talk about in this tape is how are you learning from the? We have all this great, you know. We have Pat Dolan, who's a great video coordinator, who has, he's got all this tape for us, right, in this league. And so there's all this tape out there for us to study the greatest, right? We can go back. We can look at Lynn Swan. We can look at Jerry Rice. We can look at all these great players, uh, these great players' tape and study from them. Well, not only can we do that, we have these players in place on this team that have won so many football games here that have done it at a high level. To have players like that, that not only now are, can you can you look at those the greats of the past, now you can look at the greats of this organization and see, and, and not only can you watch their tape, you can get to the back, you can ask them the question, right? It's hard to get Jerry Rice on the phone. You can go to Zach Ertz and ask him the question, and Steve Nelson ask him the question, hey, why'd you do this here? I saw the tape there. I'm going to make my footwork go this way. I'm going to I'm going to do what you did right there when you attacked that DB uh, like that, Zach. Why did you do it? Because when you get to the why, that's a greater form of learning, and your your game only elevates even more from that because you understand. So great resource, you know, and it's a great resource to have Zach out here. I mean, I'm watching Zach out here run routes after practice just. And that and that's the common denominator of great players. Of they stay after, they work their butts off, they work harder than anybody else, and there's no secret why he's been good. And that's a great example for our young guys also. I think the other thing, Martin, you know, when you, when you're trying to build a, and continue to have a winning culture, like it's not so easy to just draft players and say we want you to do this and we want to see it from you. They need role models. They need to see people who've succeeded at a high level to be able to go in and not just ask their coaches, which are a great resource, but also to see players and watch their work ethic, watch what they've done on the field, ask them the questions that they're more comfortable from. And when you look at all the great teams in all sports, really, they always have that balance. It's hard to, and, and I think culture is a very overused word, but it's hard to set a culture if you don't have the examples. It's hard to do it with guys who are all going through the same thing for the first time. And so that's why we add some of these guys who have some of that experience. And we try to have guys in each room that blend in with that. And that's why some of our draft decisions are based on that too. Guys who've had success, who knows what it feels like to have the confetti fall on their head. We think that's important. All right, guys. Thanks, folks. We got Fletcher Thank on his way out right now. Appreciate you guys.